Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and I'll take a few moments here to explain something about this comment exchange with I had one of, with one of the viewers. And first of all, the reason I don't get involved in complex debates in the comments is because comments section it cannot sustain a complicated argument. But the question that was posed in the comments was, and I'm rephrasing here, is why is it that there is so much ambiguity in Western literature and not in so-called Eastern literature? So my response was that, you know, you have to figure it out yourself, but I, I do not buy into that binary structure. If, if there is ambiguity in Western literature, which Western literature are you reading? If it is modernism, obviously part of the ambiguity is that the authors or the writers absolutely don't want to subscribe to a, a reductive truth. So they are complicating it. That is, in essence, one of the main tropes of modernism, not to rely on metaphysical explanations of the world. But on the other hand, where, where does certitude come from? Yeah, there are certain truths that we can feel, we can touch. This is a table, this is a mic, this is a computer, empirically, right? But beyond that, the truths in the realm of thought and spirituality are all modulated through what we believe in, what structures our meaning-making process. And most of the times, a stable truth is maintained not because it's evidently true in itself, but by excluding all the things that complicate it. So that's why wherever in the world you see an absolute moral certitude, most of the times it goes hand in hand with intolerance. Because if you're guarding a certain thing that you consider is stable and immutable, then you see the rest of the world as a threat to it. Most of your energies are spending on keeping the threats away, sometimes putting them down violently, sometimes putting them down semiotically. So, so what is truth, right? There is material truth, which Marx would say we live in this world. But beyond that, you know, is all a question of faith. If you believe in a certain way of day of judgment and death and all, it cannot be empirically proven. It's true to you because you believe in it. You don't need a reason to believe in it. You know, an argument was given to me by the same person that Al-Farabi and Al-Kindi, their work is scientific and logical and Ibn Khaldun. Yeah, but so is every single scientific work produced in the West. I mean, do you think people who came up with the cure for the virus were working with non-scientific things, with non-truths? And, and Al-Farabi and Al-Kindi, they sound logical because they are, were at that time drawing on the Greek tradition, on syllogism, basically. And when you draw on syllogism, you, you create your first sentence, your second sentence, and then you refute it by the third one or prove it by the third one, right? All breathing things are alive. 
Masood Raja breathes. Masood Raja must be alive. That's a classical syllogism. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they were always right. right? That doesn't necessarily mean that they produced immutable knowledge. No, that knowledge got changed, it got altered, it got replaced. So this is not a criticism of the commenter. This is me saying, I don't go looking for certain truths. I like being in that ambivalent space where things can be this or that. Yes, in terms of moral behavior, in terms of moral behavior, in terms of my conduct towards other people, not what I do in the privacy of my life, but my conduct towards other people, there are certain rules and principles I will follow, not hurt anyone, right? Not take anything away from someone, not steal from people, not kill, murder, or maim. Those are certain universal principles, certain universal truths. But beyond that, to look for certitude in literature, I think it kind of defeats the purpose because the purpose of literature is to complicate our certitudes, to, to make us question the truth, make us question what we believe in, right? And that's why, you know, the religious parents over here and elsewhere are always terrified of the literature classes because they know our classes will force people to think, think about their own life, think about the truths that they believe in. So overall, I don't have a problem with truth. I have a problem with believing that there can be absolute truths that must hold true under every context. That absolute belief comes from our own belief system. We assign a certain degree of immutability to a text, a certain degree of clarity to a text. A text sitting by itself is neither true nor false. We make it so, right? For the Muslims, it's the Quran. For the Christians, it's the Bible, right? For the Jews, it's the Torah, right? That's that's a sac these are sacred texts. They are sacred because people believe them to be sacred. Right? People who are not from these faiths, for them, they could be useful texts, but they will not see them as immutable and sacred. And so my point is that, first of all, do not expect me to handle such complex debates in comments, and two, Sometimes I myself don't have any answers, right? And I admit it. But three, more importantly, expand your way of thinking, right? Think of the world you live in. You can only shape your ideas and your ways of looking at the world if you get out of that silo of self or culture and enter the place of the other. Because when you enter the place of the other with tolerance, right, and not as a conqueror, then that place can teach you something about life. It can make you look at your own belief system, at your own culture differently. And so that is kind of a rough response to this question. And also the question of binaries. Binaries are easy. 
they are easy to build this or that, truth or false, right or wrong. The easiest kind of life is that kind of life where you live on one side of the binary and everything on the other side is wrong. But the most productive space is when you're willing to bend them, change them, and even alter them. And you're willing to say, no, this doesn't just mean this, it could mean this under different circumstances. Now that's you taking a binary structure of logic and infusing it with that doubt, with that ambiguity, right? So ambiguity is a productive thing. It forces you to think differently, to act differently, to experience the world differently. And on the other hand, there is no East or West binary. Right? There are stringent ways of looking at texts in the West. There are stringent ways of looking at texts in the East. There is no single monolithic Western way of doing things and Eastern way of doing things. Uh, and even if they are, the most productive aspect of life would be to you know, throw them in the air and combine them, right? Figure out what works, what doesn't work. And these are some of my views on this topic. I hope they make sense. And it is about, you know, the question of truth and how to complicate it and how not to worry about its stability, right? Because if it becomes unstable, then maybe, you know, it is essentially wasn't stable and was given stability through our belief system, through our way of thinking. So these are my thoughts on this topic. I hope they're useful to you. Let me know what you think, but please don't get me engaged in a philosophical discussion because that's kind of impossible to do in the comment section of a video. All right, thank you so much. I hope you're taking care of each other. Stay safe, and I will now see you next time. Until then, peace and love.